You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. God says to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? He's blameless and upright. And yet God allowed Satan to afflict him physically. Terrible physical affliction. But it wasn't a direct result of Job's sin. And not all sickness is a direct result of sin. So the Bible doesn't teach that God wants every Christian to be healed in this life. The Bible also teaches that not all sickness is a direct result of sin. Many of us have mixed emotions when it comes to the concept of being anointed with oil and receiving prayer for illness and affliction. While some of us might have incredible testimonies of healing, others have testimonies of the exact opposite taking place. In today's message, Pastor Danny will teach you that while God does indeed do miraculous healings, it doesn't mean it's always His will. In his study, you'll learn that not all sickness is a result of sin, and not all sicknesses are guaranteed to be healed. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of John, chapter 13, with today's edition of The Living Word. John 13, verse 35, Jesus said this, By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one for another. Now I go back to Revelation 2 and all the commendation for the church of Ephesus, and those are, those are commendations. But I believe, again, if you look, it's just those few verses in Ephesians, you know what the height they fell from was. They got their doctrine down. They're persevering through hardships. They got a long history, a track record. But the relationships in the church are not what they used to be. And there are a lot of things that can cause a church not to be as relational as God intended for Christians to be. You can just be into your own family. You can be unwilling to forgive. Colossians 3.13 says, forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven you. That means no matter what the offense, you'll learn to forgive. He, he forgave us everything. And look at what we've done against him. And then just sin. Here's what I typed in. Listen carefully. Sometimes the failed physical and spiritual health of a Christian or even a local congregation of Christians is directly linked to an unwillingness to be open and honest about sin in our lives, and to have the kind of close relationships where we regularly share with one another our failures and pray for one another for healing and restoration. I really pray with everything within me that God speak to someone, maybe a host of people today. They call Calvary Chapel St. Pete your home church. If somebody asks you, where do you go to church or what church are you a part of? Calvary Chapel St. Pete. You believe this is where God has you, at least for this part of your life. But if you weren't here next week, who would know? Who has your phone number? Who would be calling you? Who would be praying for you? If you ended up in the hospital, you understand what I'm saying? You need to be ministered to, but you also need to minister to others. I really pray that somebody hearing this scripture today and what God has to say today would make some decisions that set you on a path that you end up becoming relational and not just attending church.
I really pray that. Now, the healing here, the prayer of faith, the person who's sick, powerless without strength. The passage intends for them to take initiative to call for the elders of the church. And again, the idea is this is something serious. That's why I don't practice anointing with oil for headaches. Now, don't misunderstand. Will I pray for you if you have a headache? Absolutely. God wants you to have a headache? Depends on how you treated me recently. You know? Uh, we don't practice anointing with oil for toothaches. Will we pray for you with a toothache? Absolutely. And then I'll also say if God doesn't heal it, go to the dentist. Okay? Here's what we know as we put other scriptures with this text before us today. First thing we know, here it is. The Bible does not teach that it's God's will for all Christians to be healed in this life. The Bible does not teach that. Job, repeatedly there in Job 1 and 2, not only does it say that Job was blameless and upright, God says to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? He's blameless and upright. And yet God allowed Satan to afflict him physically. Terrible physical affliction. But it wasn't a direct result of Job's sin, and not all sickness is a direct result of sin. So the Bible doesn't teach that God wants every Christian to be healed in this life. The Bible also teaches that not all sickness is a direct result of sin. John chapter 9, you might be familiar with this one. Man is born blind. The disciples asked Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents? So they had this mentality in that religious environment. There was this belief, generally speaking, that if you're born blind, if you're dealing with this kind of infirmity, either you sin. Now, if the guy sinned, he must have did it and done it in his mother's womb. Or if he didn't sin, his parents sinned, and that's why he ended up like this. That was what they believed. And so Jesus says to his disciples, he didn't sin, nor his parents. Now, all sickness is ultimately a result of sin. If there was no sin, there'd be no sickness and there'd be no death. But there's some sickness like this man born blind that's not a direct result of his personal sin. And that's what Jesus said. No, this is so that God might be glorified. And of course, when Jesus healed him, God was glorified. Now, you flip that coin around. Here's the next one. Some sickness is a direct result of sin. I can't think of a, a better verse than 1 Corinthians eleven thirty. Paul said, some of you Christians in the Corinthian church are weak and sick, and some have fallen asleep. Some have actually died. And the idea is they died because of sin that was not dealt with in their lives. They were weak because of sin, not dealt with in their lives. They were physically sick. If you have a physical infirmity and you are a Christian, if you know there's sin in your life, I'm not talking about just a bump in the road. I'm talking about habitual sin and you know there's habitual sin in your life and you're dealing with a physical infirmity, you ought to consider that if you really get right with God, he might want to heal you. Because that physical infirmity is actually a loving thing. It's like God spanking us. It's like he's taking us to the woodshed. And that's what 1 Corinthians eleven thirty 30 in the context goes on to say. If we judged ourselves, we wouldn't be judged by the Lord. As it is, we're being judged, disciplined, so that we won't be condemned with the world. In other words, God's spanking us, trying to correct us, something that's wrong. But if we're not willing to respond correctly to the spanking, 
God might want to heal somebody if they just get right the sin in their lives. Well, here's another thought. The healing referred to in James 5 is dependent upon the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Now, don't be confused on these sub-points here, but first of all, faith is a gift. Scripture bears that out. Faith is a gift. We wouldn't have the privilege to have faith if God didn't enable us to have faith. Now, that's a bit mysterious, but that's what the Bible teaches. Now, not to be confusing, but secondly, faith is a choice. Jesus in his own hometown of Nazareth, and it says that he could not do any mighty miracles there, only lay his hands on a few sick people, then they were healed. He could not do any mighty miracles there because of their lack of faith. And it says that he was amazed at their lack of faith. But a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. He was amazed. Jesus would have done mighty miracles in his own hometown of Nazareth, but they refused to believe. They refused to respond to what God wanted to do, but he couldn't do because they made a choice not to believe. But third, healing faith, James 5, must be in agreement with the will of God. You can't get any more clear than 1 John chapter 5. Let me read it. Verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, will he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. I'm going to clue you in on something. A big part of prayer is seeking to discover what the will of God is. That's a big part of prayer. Prayer is not just getting things from God. Prayer is finding out what is it that God's will, what does God want? What does he want to do? I'll give you a great example. Jesus, praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. Who wouldn't pray that, including Jesus himself? Is there any other way, Lord? But not my will, yours be done. And we know the Father's will was for Jesus to go to the cross. He didn't want to go to the cross, humanly speaking. He wanted some other way to secure the salvation of all humanity. But there was no other way. And so there's no more need to pray about that. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of James. Each time you open the word, there's potential to learn. The New Testament letter from James is no exception. In its pages, you'll continue to find advice and practical application for living as a follower of Jesus. James emphasizes that faith is more than just words. It needs to be backed up by action. You live your faith out every day in how you interact with your family, friends, and co-workers, and what you spend your time doing. We hope that today you've been encouraged by the words of this book and that you've been inspired to show your faith to the world around you. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny Hodges right now, you can do so by visiting our website ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can watch a number of Calvary Chapel Fellowship services and subscribe to our channel. 
Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can join in the conversations there. Feel free to connect with us too, and we'll add some encouragement to your newsfeed. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you'll tune in again right here on The Living Word.